The Charlotte Hornets lose again. Are they on the descent of the roller coaster season so far? We'll talk about that today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. We live. <laughs> Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so you can subscribe really anywhere you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH. Make sure you follow the show handle on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets as well. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. So we appreciate Truebill for sponsoring this episode. I'm on the road again, Doug. This thing doesn't end. feel like I'm the Hornets in December with this West Coast trip they got coming up once again. Tomorrow I'll be home, and then I'll be in a, an environment that I'm a little more comfortable with with recording. But I'm on the road once again, man. I can't get out of my uh, I can't get out of traveling the world these days. Yeah, and you have like a, it's like a wood roof above you. You don't see that very often. Mountain wood house on the roof. I'm in the mountains. I'm in Boone, North Carolina. So very, very cabin That is a very mountains thing to have wood essentially everywhere you can have wood. Well, you have to, man. You know, when in Rome, right? Go ahead and use the natural resources around you to build the house. Well, I don't really understand it because you're already out in the woods, so there's already a lot of wood around you. I don't really understand why you would want more wood inside your house. I've never understood that. Why are mountain homes always uh, full of wood? It's like you, you literally open the door, wood. Do you want the beach house? Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, well, you we want don't the tile do beach floor? houses, right? Like, we don't make beach houses out of sand, right? Yeah, that, that's true. So so you want the tile floor at the mountains, so the sand or the, the, the leaves that you bring in, the mud, the dirt, all that you bring in, it, you can easily clean it up. That's what you want. You're trying to be an innovator. Well, that's exactly right. Like, if, mm-hmm. if I'm in the mountains, I would like my house to be made of seashells. If I'm at the beach, I would like my house to be made of wood. Yeah, because that's that's such a Doug thing. You just want to go different than everybody else. Well, the Hornets, they're different than what they used to look like when they were winning five games in a row. They were five games above 500. They don't look like that team right now. They're allowing 130 on the reg. <laughs> Charlotte, they lost 133 to 119 to the Chicago Bulls. The Hornets have now lost a couple straight, including that Houston Rockets game where they lose 146 to 143. They gave up 115 to Minnesota, which still isn't great. It's not able to score 133 themselves in that uh, contest, but the defense has not looked good. No different in this one, Doug. Terry Rozier did lead the way with 31 points, and so you like to see Terry continue to be hot from beyond the arc. Six of seven from the perimeter, so it's really nice to balance out a lot of the struggles that he had shooting from distance beforehand. Another bad field goal percentage game for LaMelo Ball. Five of 15 from the field. You did get Gordon Hayward shooting well. 22 points. 8 of 15 from the field. Had a couple guys off the bench and PJ, who's been playing well, and Kelly Oubre, but still just not enough to get it done. Doug, what did you see last night against Chicago? Well, I mean, it looks like the Hornets are returning to their late October, early November defensive woes. They're back to being resilient by necessity. I mean, you saw them get down by as many as 23 in that third quarter. Then the fourth quarter, they come out super aggressive on defense and offense, but by 
by then it was too late. I mean, props to Gordon Hayward, who got out into transition and did some really nice stuff. And, um, you know, some of these other players that they, they subbed in there in the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, you especially in a, with a good team like Chicago, they're not going to let you back into that game. Uh, Houston was a, a bad team that was playing well, but a bad team. They let the Hornets back in the game. Chicago uh, just closed the door. And I thought I thought this was a bad LaMelo ball game, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know how close he was to a triple-double, but I don't think uh, it was helping the Hornets much. Yeah, I mean, 18 points, 13 assists, 7 rebounds. I, I get those are those are gaudy stats. Um, but at the same time, I thought miscues, especially early on defensively, getting into foul trouble. You know, he's going one-on-one versus his brother. They fouled each other three times apiece in the first half. They were scrappy. You like that. Classic. But you got you to be in the game. It, 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 it caused him to miss extended time. Uh, I, I just didn't love the game by LaMelo in this one. Yeah, and I want to get to the big guys because I mentioned P.J. Washington. Nick Richards does the whole Vernon Carey start thing and then get ripped immediately. Plays seven minutes. What was minutes. that? Like, yeah. like legitimately. This is what Perico does, Doug. Like, he, he's done this before, and I'm not surprised to have seen it last night. Th- this was crazy to me. Yeah, so he gets his total minutes was 650. He checks in at the beginning of the first quarter and the beginning of the third quarter. I, I don't really understand it and after the game you know he he defended nick richards a little bit say calling him a puppy that he was you know a young pup and and trying to figure out but vucevic destroyed him and and i don't (laughs) and after starting pj washington for two games i don't think that pj played poorly uh i just i don't understand what what does that do for nick richards to me that only hurts nick richards like i don't i don't i mean i don't know he wasn't no one talked to him after the game but I mean, I can't imagine that helps your confidence as a player to go out and get destroyed and then get pulled like that. Yeah, I mean, this is, again, this is what happened, I believe, with Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey goes into the game. I think he actually plays four minutes, if memory serves correct. I don't want to I don't want to put too much stress in my bandwidth here, so I've got all the tabs I've got open that I'm going to keep open for the show, but I'm pretty sure he played like four minutes. Borrego takes him out, and then PJ comes in. And so, so it's something he's gone to a couple of times, and I'm with you. Not entirely sure of the purpose of that. Maybe it's to see, let's throw him out there to see how well this can go. Oh, it's immediately bad. Okay, no oh, reason you want to some, stick you want with some, this. You want some rampant speculation? You want some dangerous speculation? You want some oh, conspiratorial speculation? This is why you're back. Yeah, of course I want that. I've said this a couple of times this season. I think part of this is Borrego secretly just signaling to the front office, this is what I've got. <laughs> I love it. That's okay, so good. Mason Plumley's hurt. Cody Martin hurts. He's out of the game. So now I've got zero really defensive intensity to put on the floor. And then I've got zero size underneath. I'm just showing you front office. Here is what you are leaving me. Here mm-hmm. are the options I have. And Borrego after the game, so, sort of alluding to the fact that like they, they've got to be better defensively, no matter who they have out on the floor. They've got to have, he mentioned IQ, awareness, pride on defense. It's not just the bigs. It's the guards too. get all that. But he also mentions the fact that they have to do what they have to do with what they have. Um, and, and so I, I think that's part of it, honestly, is just saying, hey, this is this is what I got. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> I, I like that. James Brago talking to Mitch Kupchak and everybody. Hey, this is what you've given me once again. And so I'll play him. If you're going to give me those players, then I will play them. And not only will I put them in the game. I'll freaking start them if you want me to. I mean, I, but, I like but it, okay, again, that's rampant speculation. We don't know. 
Wow, if that actually is the case, I, so I want to be responsible uh, be, for you, here. You put the qualifier. Like I was just trying to buy in. What do you want me to do? I know I, I get, but here's what I here's what I will say. If that actually is the case, then that's it's terrible. It's terrible oh, for course. Nick. It's terrible for this team. Like we shouldn't be. You know, again, we don't know if that's the case. We want to be resp- responsible here. But if it is the case, I don't like it. I say just start PJ Washington. Uh, because those two stretches where Nick was in the game, uh, the the starters were terrible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all Nick Richards' fault. I'm not putting it. I'm not laying it all at the feet of Nick Richards. But Vucevic annihilated him. I mean, he had yeah. no shot. Did you just play the reckless speculator as well as the responsible one all in like a, a minute span? Is that what just happened? No, just listen. Just covering our bases here. Okay. Just, being, you know, <laughs> just trying to make sure uh, we keep our money safe. All right. I want to talk more about the big man situation. Maybe a, a few other things we didn't get to with this Bulls game in the next segment. But I do want to discuss Indeed first. While there's always going to be a debate between LeBron and Michael Jordan when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster, the GOAT is Indeed. The company, Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people, and they can do it right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12%, according to Indeed data worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You know what else you need? You need Built Bar. Look, I love Thanksgiving. I told you guys last week, all the good food and the treats. I ate a ton this Thanksgiving. I also ate slices of pie, and then I felt awful afterwards because they have upwards to 300 calories. And instead, what you could do is eat a Built Bar like I did afterwards because Built Bar is they've got great flavors like grasshopper cookie, which I continue to tell you is my favorite, but they also have the coconut bar that was excellent. I didn't even know I liked coconut until I had this one from Built Bar. They only have 130 calories based on their average, but they're also high in protein, high in fiber, and they taste like a delicious dessert. So you don't even know that you're eating something healthy for you. It's fantastic. I've told you a million times now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's talk more Hornets big man situation, get to some of the things we didn't get to with their game against the Bulls, and there could be a five out there that the Hornets could show some interest in. Let's talk about that coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. All right, so so we've got Al, or we've got the question, how? Like, how did Miles do that? Can you help us end this debate with so much, an unbelievable amount on the line? Uh, Doug, I respect you to the nth degree, uh, but Walker, I'm telling you, it, just, it came... It, ah. Every single person who saw that reacted that way. Some of us just were tighter, That's right. tighter than others. And I just had to release this from my body. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Uh, it's going to be... 
it's going to be my favorite listening to Eric Collins agree with me on that soundbite. And really, he's the guy. He's the one that you have to listen to because he's the one that said it. So thanks again to Eric Collins for joining us. Go check that out uh, on YouTube. We've got our own YouTube channel of Make Hornets, Locked On Hornets, your first listen every day. And make it your first watch every day. Just go to YouTube and check us out when we put that up on our channel. Very simple to search, at Locked On Hornets. Uh, let's talk more about the big man situation, Doug, because there's a center out there that is unhappy with his team, and now there are reports that he could be available if a team wants to go get him, and we don't know the price. That's for us to decide what we think the price might be. Who is that player, Doug, and do you think the Charlotte Hornets should show uh, some interest in him? Well, it's a familiar name to uh, longtime Hornets fans, and it's a familiar name to anyone who's been paying attention this season. It's Christian Wood. Uh, Christian Wood had a, a pretty good game against the Hornets a few nights ago and uh, was formerly with the franchise, spent some time in Greensboro, but also got a few looks uh, in Charlotte as well. Uh, yeah, so right now the situation is the Rockets don't know if they can keep Christian Wood come 2023, and you know they are in full rebuild mode, and they have no time for a budding superstar like Christian Wood. Uh, it's, it's time for them to cash out with Wood and see what they can get. Uh, and so I, I think there will be multiple suitors for Wood uh, included. I think the Golden State Warriors could be in that conversation. I think the Hornets absolutely should be in that conversation. Don't you, Walker? Yeah, I do. And we also know that the Charlotte Hornets were one of those teams that made an inquiry with Christian Wood. I believe they made him an offer before he signed with the Houston Rockets. And remember, I think there was a deal in place for him to go back to the Pistons. And then that offer came out. Everybody was like, wow, that was all Christian Wood agreed to. Any team could have done that. Eventually that gets out. Christian Wood backs out, goes to Houston on a much more appropriate deal. Like, ah, okay, that makes sense. That's the kind of money that he was probably worth. And then you have all of the drama ensuing with Houston. James Harden winning out, goes to Brooklyn. John Wall had a nice five, 10 game start with that team, but eventually that flames out too. And Christian Wood just not happy with that situation, having gone to them as a free agent destination and it vastly changes for you. And so now he wants out, plays with the Hornets for a little while, right? Like he was bouncing around from G League team to G League team and really helped himself become a borderline all-star. And so absolutely the Hornets should be interested in him. I just don't know what, you would be willing to give up in order to bring them back. Like, are we talking first round pick? How protected is it? Are we talking multiple protected first round picks? What kind of price are you thinking, Doug? I think it's going to take multiple picks of some variety. Uh, and I think the Hornets, uh, you know, obviously they would have to send some players. Uh, P I think PJ Washington would be a prime candidate. I, I don't, who do you pair? So I don't think PJ salary would get it done. So you'd have to pair him with someone else. Um, but but let's talk about Christian Wood, you know, his situation in Houston and, and whether or not he would entertain. It's not about, you know, this is a trade situation. So he'll come he'll come to Charlotte if the trade is made. But then it's, you know, if he is truly on a on a star trajectory, which a, a trajectory, I should say, uh, would he stay in Charlotte in 2023? So Christian Wood went to Houston because he wanted to play with James Harden. He is highly competitive. He wants to win. He's spent time languishing in the G League. He's done like losing, <laughs> you know. And so yeah, there may be some like frustration, some attitude issues. But if you're winning, if you if you pair him alongside enough players and you're and you're winning as a franchise and contending in the East. You know, I, I think that he would be interested in entertaining a return to a Charlotte team that now has another superstar in LaMelo Ball, a superstar that would, 
you know, would facilitate to Wood uh, in, in a very special way. And if you lose PJ, I mean, PJ's, you know, shooting fire right now. I mean, he's, he's playing amazingly. But you're <clears throat> add, if you lose PJ or, or, or whatever player you lose, you're adding someone in Christian Wood that adds an entirely new element to your offense, an element that complements LaMelo Ball's skill set skill set perfectly. So, you know, I would, I would totally entertain this, um, you know, at, at some, the, the Hornets have been highly protective of their future, right? They've really mm-hmm. held on to draft picks and that's benefited them because Mitch Kupchak has shown that uh, he's a pretty skilled general manager when it comes to the NBA draft, but the window is cracked right now. It's not open. The Hornets window is not open, but it's starting to be cracked as LaMelo ball continues to ascend and I think you have to start, you know, really contemplating like how yeah. much are those picks <clears throat> worth and, and when do we start winning? Look, and, and I know people might be like, Walker, come on, man. You've been holding on to PJ Washington. You've been holding on to these guys for way too long. It's time to pull the trigger. I get that way of thinking, but my hesitation, my trepidation in dealing a PJ Washington, who is going to constantly be the guy that is the value going back in any trade. That, that, that just is the most likely name that we're going to constantly bring up. You know, you are trading somebody that has consistent, uh, consistently given you a positive lineup out there on the floor. And it gives you a huge small ball advantage with what he's been able to bring to the Charlotte Hornets team. And he's a good three point shooter. And you have control over his contract situation for a little bit longer than just 2023. And so at least I I think so. You got one more year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even a couple. So like that all encompassing and then including some highly protected pick a McDaniels, a Cody Martin. I don't know what else you'd have to do. It, it makes me a little scared, Doug. Like I and I and I get it. You got to pull the trigger at some point. I know my love for PJ is very real, but also it, it still makes me scared. Even understanding Christian Wood could bring a different element to this team. Yeah, can I calm some of your fears? Sure, please uh, do. I would P- love that. PJ Washington is playing well right now, and that's when you know when a player is playing well, that's when you take advantage of the market. PJ Washington uh, is a really really skilled player. Uh, but I, I think you and I would both agree PJ Washington is is not on a star trajectory. Like he is he's gonna be a really good player for a long time, but I'm not convinced he's ever going to be, you know, a, a second piece, you know, alongside LaMelo Ball. No, not a second. Right. So, you know, I think if you have an opportunity to pair him with some draft picks to bring back a piece in Christian Wood that I think it's not guaranteed, but I think has a legitimate opportunity to present uh, matchup difficulties that PJ Washington just doesn't present um, and is a defensive plus. He's not like, I don't think Christian Wood's a great defensive player, but it would be a <clears> defensive <throat> plus, And he has size underneath um, and, and an ability to block shots uh, that can help you with some of these interior defense defensive woes. And I think he's improved his uh, ability to switch in perimeter defense as well. Again, not a great defensive player, but if you added him in terms of defensive win shares, defensive box plus minus, whatever stat you want to look at, mm-hmm. he would lead the Hornets right now in all of those stats. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's take a quick break and we'll continue to talk about the Charlotte Hornets. I just did a Stu Gotch just coughing right in front of the microphone. Yeah, well, that's that's I mean, not you've professional. Been, you know, you come, you, you just, you're still on vacation. You missed the yesterday show. You come in, you got wood on the ceiling. Uh, you know, you don't even want to trade for wood. 
uh, and and now you're coughing into the mic. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, my bad. Um, well, if you want to go to bet online and bet on the odds that I'm still a host of this show tomorrow, then maybe you want to go ahead and put some skin to the game because it's not looking good for me. But bet online does have you covered. All season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated uh, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. Ride to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one and the upcoming twenty twenty season bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts we have plenty more coming up on the lockdown hornets podcast this is locked on hornets they're running their rookies to greensboro they're driving them to greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an nba game i cannot (laughs) wait until the hornets load manage it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast Let's take a few other things from this game and talk about it here, Doug. One of the things is that uh, it's somewhat of a trend the last three contests. Um, Miles Bridges, the field goal attempts have been down. I think the most he's taken in the last three games has been about 12, and that is below his average. There's been a couple of games where maybe he shot 11 or 10, gets to double digits. But in these last three contests, hasn't been shooting nearly as much, and partly um, Terry Rozier has been somebody you could rely on once again for the scoring output. But Miles Bridges, his numbers as far as the field goal attempts and even just total points, kind of they're down. Are what are you thinking about Miles Bridges' uh, recent performances here lately? Well, something's wrong offensively. I mean, his his three his three point shots not going in. Um, he is taking it aggressively to the hoop. I mean, there were several. He had several quote, man moves, unquote, to the rim where he just bodied uh, a Chicago Bull and, and got to the rim with the with the right hand, which we've seen him do all season. So I don't think there's anything wrong with his ability to drive. In fact, that's been the big kind of eye-opening, eye-popping surprise for Miles Bridges, but his shot's not going in. So I don't know what's going on there, and, and maybe so, maybe there's a recognition, hey, Terry, you're hot right now. Let's go with the hot hand. Also, Kelly Oubre coming off the bench. He had 18 points in this one, two of seven from three, um, but he was driving the ball well. And, you know, uh, Kelly Oubre has been, been hot from outside in a few of these games as well. Yeah. So I, I'm, not, I'm not terribly concerned, uh, but at some point you'd like to see Miles Bridges knock down some three-point shots again. Yeah, I mean, you wanted him to, to be on the all-star trajectory that he was, and I don't know if he's on that right now, but he oh, was. At no, the I mean, he was. There were yeah. there, there were a few nights where he was like a legitimate thirty-point threat, and mm-hmm. that's completely gone away. But that's yeah, not, it, you know, that's that that's an element, but that's that was more of a result of Terry Rozier not being available than anything. I think that, that's well, what remember, I've learned. And it kind of matches up with his improvement last season. Miles stepped up when you had a bunch of guys out and and Miles Bridges was able to continue to play extremely well. I do want to mention the loss of one Cody Martin last night, who's been good this year. He did not Mm -hmm. play because of an illness, as far as I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. a non-COVID related illness. Cody Martin was out. Um, with this game against the Chicago Bulls. I thought maybe that could lead to more James Booknight m- uh, minutes. It doesn't nope. mean that Booknight w- was going to come in and, and play the same type of role, two very different style basketball players. Booknight way more offensively gifted, and he's a rookie. Like Booknight wasn't a bad defender at UConn. It's just all rookies are bad defenders. Their first year in the NBA, unless you're really special. 
But book night, zero minutes. What all this really meant, Doug, was an uptick for Jalen McDaniels. Played 27. And I also get that, by the way. But I'm not... Like, I, I want to see James Booknight, but it's not the biggest deal as long as they're staying above 500. They're in the postseason race, so it's not like I'm angry at Borrego for doing this. I am happy that we saw an uptick for McDaniels. Problem is, didn't shoot very well. <laughs> One of eight, 0 of four from three land, four points for McDaniels. Defensively, he's going to give you as close to what Cody Martin can bring you on the perimeter as much as anybody. I think McDaniels personally just overall is a better defender, certainly team defending. I'll say I'll take McDaniels. Um, but that, that, that over means, take, take McDaniels over Martin defensively, uh, especially team defense and overall. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about on ball perimeter, picking up a point guard, then Cody Martin makes sense. Uh, like I'll, I'll take Cody in, in that situation, but Cody, like team defense, I think McDaniels has better recognition and he's longer and I, I, I'll okay. take McDaniels. I'd have to look at it over the long term to to because I, I don't know. My gut my gut says that's ridiculous. But <laughs> I'll say in this game, I wasn't totally I think he let his lack of offense leak into his defensive performance. Because there enough. were several there were it several defensive opportunities that, no. that he really missed out on, especially late in this game. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it wasn't a good game for McDaniels. I mean, in the, the shot, it, it wasn't falling for him. And he had been shooting well. You know, anytime that McDaniels was getting some of those minutes, he wasn't, uh, he was shooting well, and especially from three, but not a good game from him. Um, and they only went eight deep because they didn't have Mason Plumley and they didn't have Cody Martin to go to. They haven't been playing uh, really, Ishmael. you know, th- with not playing Nick Richards, they only went seven deep. I mean, that's like, that's yeah, like that's early true. 90s type of rotation. And, you know, Borrego after the game against the Rockets talked about the grind that the Hornets have been on this season. You know, part of that grind has been about the fact they've traveled a lot. Part of that grind has been about the fact um, that they, you know, were dealing with the PJ Washington injury. Um, Part of it is that they played a ton of good teams, their strength of schedule, one of the highest in the league. But Mm -hmm. part of that has been, and I've been kind of beating this drum is that James Borrego is playing a very, very short rotation uh I mean you had uh 27 minutes for McDaniels 32 for Kelly 31 for PJ 36 for Terry um I mean LaMelo got 32 and had to spend a lot of time on the bench because of the 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 foul situation Miles Bridges 35 Gordon Hayward 37 eventually this has got to catch up with the Hornets so I'm gonna kind I'm gonna actually um disagree with you Walker and say I don't really understand why Borrego is not you know the player development coach is not leaning a little bit more heavily on some of these young guys. It's either it's either him determining that this is the year that they've got to win basketball games, and so we're not going to leave it in the hands of young players, or it's that he knows something that we don't and that these young players really aren't ready uh, to play meaningful minutes. I, you gave two reasons, and I think it's one and a half. I think it's clearly the first and that this is a playoff mandate year. Everybody said it on media day. James Brego feels it too. There's pressure to win right now. Even Mitch Kupchak acknowledged it. And just overall, veterans are going to give you better basketball for the most part, especially when you're talking about a guy that does fall to double digits. So I think uh, very much so it was the former of your two uh, opinions. The other one is he knows something we don't. You know, maybe that could be the case for James Booknight, but I mean, 
I think we all know about Kai Jones. You know, like the secret's out on Kai. He's not ready right now. So there's a reason he's not getting minutes. Nick Richards, as you've talked about quite a bit, just weren't getting it with Nick, even though he's had some flashes. If this is a playoff mandated year, then you can't rely too much on Nick Richards. Vernon Carey is somebody that get, isn't getting any minutes. And I would question that a little more if you're going to give Nick Richards seven. You know, so I might question that a, a, a little more. But I think it's just because they are hell bent on making the postseason and they're playing above 500 right now and they can smell it. Blood's in the water. I think they see a real opportunity to do that. Well, I would just say that, like, we, we know that the first half of this schedule is brutal, both mm -hmm. in, you know, the number of road trips, the travel, the number of games, back to backs, that kind of thing. We also know that the second half of this schedule lightens up. And I just worry, you know, what are the Hornets going to have left in the tank? when the schedule actually does finally ease up on them. I think part of this, and I lay this at the feet of the front office, because I think it was malpractice to go into a season like this when you knew what you had in LaMelo, to not go into it with a an NBA-level uh, uh, you know, front, uh, front court rotation. Um, you Specific, know, why, why specifically did they, why, center, you know, right. Right, specifically center. Why, why did you do that? Um, but now, you know, the, to continue to watch this team be this bad defensively and grind like this, I think is, it's just unfortunate. I hope the front office figures something out soon. Yeah. And they did for a little while and now it's getting bad again. And you just hope that, but, we, but, but, but by the way, by the way, I think we talked about this a lot when they were yeah. playing well defensively, we kept saying, Yes, but mm -hmm. how long can you maintain it? Because they have to play with, with such uh, ferocity. They have to play with such focus. They, they can't really take, you know, everybody has to play together it, because you don't have any plus individual defenders other than Cody Martin and sometimes Miles Bridges and apparently yeah. Jalen McDaniels, according to Walker Mail. Oh yeah. You, you hate that take. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I didn't tell it that I hate it. It's just that mm -hmm. I don't I you don't said, understand. I don't, I don't know, understand. but that seems ridiculous to me. I hear you. Um, uh, it, bottom line is that the team isn't playing good defense right now, and that's how you give up 130, even to a talented team like Chicago. Their offense is going to be good. They were good coming in, even to you know giving up 115, and that being the best defensive output that you've put so far uh, against Minnesota. It needs to get better, and we'll see if it can down this uh, the stretch ending the month of November as well as just starting December, and then we'll see with this road trip. You know, the defense is a little scary right now. All right, thanks for making Locked on Hornets your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we'll bring back Wes Wednesdays after the holidays. So excited to talk with Wes Bryan, the Valley Sports Charlotte Hornets insider tomorrow. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. And Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Hornets, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you.